0: Hello, everybody, and welcome again to the Autonomy Talent Podcast. In keeping with the tradition we've started just as of last week, I'm going to be playing a clip from one of the songs from today's artist. This track will be played in its entirety after the outro music at the very end of this episode, so stick around for that. And now, a clip from Bloody Waters by Pally Ray
1: signing no papers till after the money i ain't got time if you don't already love me i fucked on your bitch and she still didn't say nothing i'm over the bridge with the water i'm bloody new places these faces keep calling me buddy we're sealing the package stay fresh like the sunny i'm saving the blood until after the bounty until my fingers blue and my pockets green team pockets black my fingers green
2: i've been chilling with my homies sipping too much like a fiend.
0: welcome to the autonomy talent podcast where we feature creatives discuss what they do what they do to promote their creative endeavors and try to come up with new methods that might boost their results and yours we'll also have the occasional industry expert here to talk about what's new in digital marketing so enjoy the show and remember to always live intentionally Good morning, everybody, or afternoon, or evening, or whatever time it is when you happen to be listening to this. Um, I'm here in Dallas, and this is another episode of the Autonomy Talent Podcast. I have with me Pally. Am I saying that right? Yes, sir. Pally Ray. Pally Ray from uh, from Georgia. Is that near Atlanta? Um, um, I'm 30 minutes outside of Atlanta. Okay, good. Cause that's like... I know that's like the hip-hop mecca these days.
3: Um, yep, I just finished school, so I moved back here, and this is definitely the move, but then, then Corona hit, so.
0: Yeah, what are you going to do?
3: <laughs> Grind it out.
0: Exactly. So why don't you explain a little bit of your backstory there of how you got started in uh, in doing mu- your music and all that, and we'll go okay. from there.
3: Okay, so this is kind of a funny story. Um, I'm 24 now. I just finished college last year at George Mason University, got a neuroscience degree, but... Uh, I started making music my freshman year of college. In that freshman year, I played college and pro tennis, so I went to University of Louisville the first two years. And my teammates during that first year were like, bro, you can really rap, because I was just freestyling in the locker room, and I was like, no, no, I'm not a rapper. The talent show comes around, the ACC talent show, and they pushed me on stage in front of 3000, and they're like, you're gonna rap, did you write something? And I was like, no, I'm not a rapper. So then I went up stage, on stage, I was gonna freestyle, they asked some girl to come up, said, what's the biggest problem in your life? She goes, I have huge boobs. I was like, what the heck? And then they asked her what her favorite song was. She said Bobby Shmurda, the hot N word. So they dropped that beat. I started rapping about her boobs. Everybody lost their mind. Next thing I knew, the next day, my team sent me to the studio and I met Bryson, Tiller's engineer, and we freestyled for him. And he got excited, told me to keep going. And I was like, okay. <laughs> that was five years ago. Then for the first three years, I was just bouncing around studios and I wasn't liking what was happening because I was spending $60 to get four songs done in an hour. So then that third, fourth year, about like last year, or two years ago, I worked the entire summer, saved 20K, built this studio. If I could flip the camera, I'd show you guys and taught myself how to engineer. That's when I dropped Lonely as my first song on all platforms. It caught the algorithm quickly, went up. And since then, I've just been knocking them out.
0: Wow, that's incredible, man. And uh the main thing that caught my attention is that uh talk about first world problems when your biggest problems is having too big of boobs.
3: <laughs> I know. I was, like, I was like, she told me she got big boobs for some reason it's attracting all them dudes, popping ludes like in Wolf of Wall Street. Like I was just kinda of, oh, <laughs> like,
0: yeah, if, if if that's the biggest problem you have going on in your life, you're not doing too bad.
3: <laughs> I was like, I know, I thought I was expecting like bad grades or like family like sick or something, but then she said that I was like All right, then. I guess we're going with
0: that. Bad heroin habit. Who knows? (laughs) Awesome, man. So uh, you're in the Atlanta area. How long? I I guess you're from there. You said you moved back there. So I'm assuming that was where you grew up.
1: Yes, sir.
3: I was born in Cleveland, Ohio, then moved to Georgia at nine years old in Augusta. And then we moved to Atlanta at 11. I've lived here since I was 18. Then I went to college at University of Louisville, finished the last two years at George Mason, and now I'm back here trying to make it happen.
0: What did you say your degree was in? Uh, neuroscience. Neuroscience That's what I thought you said. Yeah. Um, that's not exactly the uh, type of a degree you typically <laughs> yeah, no, <laughs> you no hear of a rapper having, but then you kind of like <laughs> don't fit much of any stereotype then, do you? Exactly. I don't don't <laughs> There's no box for me. Yeah, <laughs> You've made your own box. You're like, to hell with your box. I, d- I reject
3: your box. <laughs> pretty much. Pretty much. Pretty much. If You surprise them every time they have to keep coming because they don't know what to expect. And, you know, you know, like we can get into that a little bit. But like being Indian in this industry, I always get like looks, right? Like people will look and think I can't do it. But then they'll click on it and be like, oh, I never thought someone could ride like this. And I'll be like, that's why you need to listen and not think. <laughs> but right? but right. use it to my advantage. It's a double-edged sword. Just like anything. All those, all those things are a double-edged sword. If you take it and own it, yeah. If they don't
0: see it coming and you hit them with it and surprise them with it, that's gonna have an impact. So exactly. So learn to embrace but, who you are. It's like that one girl that won. I think it was the first season of uh, Britain's Got Talent. The like really not attractive kind of woman that won that year. you like you gotta love that though. No one expected that voice to come out of her when she walked out on stage at the audition show, but it was like holy hell. And it oh, was, yeah. like, and I think that that initial shock kind of helped carry her through the whole thing. I'm mean, not that she wasn't really talented,
3: but percent, hundred percent, hundred percent. Exactly. That shock puts people's attention. So when you do have quality in your work, they're catching everything though. Yeah. They, you
0: might've, they're going to pay attention more. So they're going to catch it. And they're going to realize that, you know, that, Hey, there's something going on here. Right. If you don't reach out and grab that attention somehow, you might just slip through the cracks.
3: And that's, and that's also what we have to, what I say is branding. Like, like, uh, yeah, if you just drop a lot of good songs, it's cool and all, but like it goes in and out, you need to create a brand that's memorable in people's heads. So that way they like, if someone buys into the concept of you, they're going to keep checking you out. You don't leave their mind.
0: Yeah. Absolutely, man. I could not agree more. I've been, I've been preaching for ever since I started this autonomy gig last year. Um, mm-hmm that like the time to start branding is when you're still sitting in your room singing into a hairbrush or playing your guitar on your sitting on your bed when you're a teenager you know you you need to start your brand there and like start establishing that brand before you ever even think about joining a band and then when you do and you pop in and you jump into a band and suddenly they're like whoa hey we like have a built-in fan base already because you've already been doing it we're If y'all exactly. been there all along, I think where we'd be now. So.
3: And you're saying exactly right. Like a lot of people don't do that. I didn't do that because I started off just getting thrown into the fire and figured it out. <laughs> after. But a lot of artists will get their Instagram or their uh, social media pages up and running first. And then they've got that brand front and then the music goes up. So in my case, it's kind of weird because the music went up first and it's building my socials. So now I'm getting the brand together, but you're exactly right.
0: Absolutely, man. Um. That's how I've been building that autonomy, just like set up all the social stuff and whatnot and then uh, then put this podcast together and other things and trying to get out, get the word out. Hey, about it's, awesome it. thing built, you're doing it's all about building
3: brand. And yeah, no, it's an awesome thing you're doing, by the way. Much respect. I mean, like going through that, that many artists and trying to make playlists to help other people as well as podcasts like this to help people who could use it. It's an awesome That's thing you're nice. doing. Absolutely, I love
0: having artist songs. I could, I could. Well, I just, I just love sitting and talking to other artists because I mean, I'm a creative and I just vibe with creatives. You know, that's just the way it goes. But I'm on the same way. I also love being able to feature people like you and like help get you more exposure as well. 100. No, I appreciate
3: it. I appreciate the opportunity for sure. And I'm on that same wave. I try to talk to at least two to three creatives, brand new creatives, every day because you don't know who you're talking to and you don't know who you can learn from. I know
0: exactly. I, would, I try. I try to like. I was. I just talked about this on a. Um, episode I recorded yesterday that I tried to at least go out and find probably 20 or 30 new artists that i can retweet their just retweet their shit just, yeah. just, just, <laughs> just, and, I, and i like them going out and oftentimes and i like i have multiple twitter accounts that i use for different purposes and whatnot different branded ones and whatnot mm-hmm. but i have one that's just for retweeting so i like to go back in the next morning and use it and and retweet everybody that i retweeted yesterday again on that just to that account and so awesome. it just it just pops a few more eyeballs on everybody you know and but it's not anything big gonna happen from that, but no. And I think I think as creatives,
3: we realize that like even if there's an artist that you don't completely like, you're like their songs are, they don't hit me like that, but you know it's good and you know it's packageable. You know the message is there. Your retweet could help them get three new fans.
0: Exactly. Even if it's not my thing, somebody else is, somebody's going to resonate with it. Exactly.
3: There, right? And the and the fact that like you think this way and respect other people's craft shows me like you know I'm not the only one. <laughs> exactly.
0: I just I love the process. I love the the creativity. It doesn't matter what genre it is. I mean, I have my own personal preferences, of course, what I my go to's. But um, the creative process is the creative process, no matter what it is. If you're doing a hip hop album, if you're doing an electronica piece, if you're doing a metal album or if you're writing a poem or if you're doing a painting. (laughs) And once you're a real creative, you understand that you understand that you're not
3: competing with anybody else. You're just competing with yourself. Yep. Another one is going to be two
0: episodes in a row here that I've stated this one, one of my favorite quotes of all time. I don't even remember where I first heard it It was, uh, the only person you ever have to compare yourself to is you from yesterday.
3: Exactly. That's why you got to hustle harder.
0: Absolutely. And this is a great time. Like I've been making moves during this time and I know I've been watching a lot of other people are too. And this, the music industry is going to seriously blow up when this all blows over man because like everybody's getting exposure and people are going to be like chomping at the bit to get out and go do stuff so like restaurants and bars are going to blow up as soon as they start opening again but like nope. live music venues are going to be packed because they, everybody's starting to know these people better they're getting a lot more of a fan base the people are wanting to get out so they're like hey let's go see them so it's it's going to be huge and it's going to have a big you know spike at first, and of course, it'll taper off some thereafter and level off at some point. But hopefully, we can hit a fairly decent growth curve from the from wherever it levels off
3: at. I agree. I'm trying to get into all those shows as soon as it's back.
0: Absolutely. So you perform live regularly, or you were, I guess, before this.
3: Uh, well, I did the college shows when I first started. So my first experience was performing in stadiums. I did that at both schools a few times, and then since I graduated. I've done about three or four free shows. I haven't gotten paid or anything, but I haven't had to pay or anything either. So it's just been like exposure opportunity. Since I just moved to Atlanta, I just wanted to get my face out there.
0: Absolutely. It's exposure, man. Uh, there's like several places, well, not right at the moment, of course, but like within about a 15 to 20 minute radius from where I'm sitting right now. There are during the on weeknights there are probably eight to ten different just open mics for musicians. You know you can Dang, go see, that's just and individuals or full bands or whatever and go you can sit in for two or three songs with and they'll just like switch out like a guitar player will switch out a bass player will switch out that's cool. and, or some some of them are just like a full band they will like have a full band set up. And then they'll tear down. They usually like they leave the house drum kit there, so it doesn't take so long to, to switch out. Right, up. They tear down,
3: uh, yeah.
0: Yeah, and they have like PA's and stuff, so I think they just plug in their pedal boards to the PA system, so you don't have to get your amps and shit. So it makes it oh, fairly quick between bands. But they'll have like one band get up there and do like two songs or maybe three, and then bail. And another one comes up, does two or three songs and bails. So in like a course of an evening, and man, fifteen to twenty bands might hit the stage. That's dope. There's a lot of that right around here. This Fort Worth, I'm on the Fort Worth side of the Dallas-Fort Worth metro area. And this Fort Worth-Arlington area, like kind of where the Dallas Cowboys Stadium is and the new Texas Rangers ballpark and all that area, is just alive. The music scene
3: here is crazy right now. Texas is actually a really good music scene. I I just visited Austin right before Corona season to visit my girlfriend. But then I had two, two performances at South By planned but then they got canceled yeah. yeah a lot of
0: people were really bummed about south by uh, me too that was going to be a really good exposure opportunity yeah no kidding like everybody that can get on a ticket there is like that's that's huge yeah because i mean you're drawing in crowds from all over the country and the world at that point so you really have a chance to amplify your you know your message and no, get a lot of a people much, that are going to a audience right
3: a lot of people that have blown up, especially in hip hop have been pre preconceived by like, they were in the the South by Southwest and then they blew up.
0: Yeah, I I know. I've seen it happen. It's crazy. My band, fortunately never has yet to get any solid recordings down. When I joined last year, I just joined last year, like in uh, May, I think it was in like late spring, early summer. And then in October is when our studio got hit by the tornado. But, um, yeah, so barely any time. Yeah, so I didn't. And during that time, I was learning the the uh, existing song set you know set list that they had already, and getting up to speed on that. And everything was going fairly well. And our bass player, like in July, I got transferred to Houston with his job, so we lost our bass player. So we'd been like a couple of months trying to find a new bass player when the tornadoes hit. So we never managed to get anything down. Like me and the singer, one day while our drummer was on vacation. Um, we just showed up at the at the practice studio and we had we just got a new interface, a nice rack mount interface. Ooh. And he had a bass with him, and I had my guitar and everything. so we set and screwed around with it with a drum track. And we put together a little piece that wound up sounding fairly good. It's fairly simplistic. It sounds pretty cool, but it's it's not overly complex or anything. but that's actually what I use now for the intro music to this show. <laughs> <laughs> Sometimes it'd be like that. Yeah. And then the, the outro music, it's a, it's a little like slow, heavy jam. That a buddy of mine did. Um, mm-hmm. and he, I, I, asked him and he's like, yeah, I just credit him for it. And he'd be you know, happy for me to use it. So, the, so the outro music is, uh, is his. So like it's all indie stuff everywhere around here
3: <laughs> yeah no I mean, it's all professionalized too i like it yeah and uh
0: that reminds me when we get up here i'm gonna hit you up to shoot me an email starting with your links to your uh, to, to all your social profiles and whatever you want me to you know link to in the description Ooh,
3: I, got, of the show. Cool, I, got, I got a link tree too so it'll make oh, it yeah, easy
0: yeah. i saw that cool and then uh actually i was just on your link tree a few minutes ago but right before we started this trying to do some research and get ready but I also want to – I'll need a, you know, a picture to use for the featured image on the website. And then um, I'd like to get one of your tracks, if I could, that I can edit in and do a, a, a sample of at the beginning of the show. I'm just going to – this is something I'm just starting to try to do. So.
3: Oh, for sure, for sure. I'll, I'll send you the – I, I prefer if you do the one I just dropped, Bloody Waters. I'll send you that.
0: Bloody Waters? Mm-hmm. Okay, cool. I was just watching – actually, uh, like – I actually had to pause the video about 30 seconds in because I needed to go grab a drink and get on this call with you. But uh, I just seen on your profile, your brand new, uh, your second YouTube video. I just started watching it.
3: Yeah. That one's 10 months old. uh, I think you'll like the concept when you watch it because the chorus is, I am not lost, but I might be too far gone. Would you stay by my side till it's all done? Why would you turn your heels and run? So it's like I'm not lost, but I know I'm going somewhere. So even if I don't know my destination, I'm not lost. I belong here. Absolutely. Yes.
0: We never know the destination. All we can do is—I uh, mean—the destination isn't even really that important. It's all about the journey. Exactly. It's all about the game, man. Enjoying the game while you're playing it. Exactly. Dude, yeah, I, I listened to like I heard like probably about half the first verse and i was really kind of digging the message that we had going on and it kind of tied in with what we were talking about earlier about how you just don't really fit in any kind of a box so yeah that that's that's dope man i like that i appreciate that sweet man so uh how long i didn't um look at the dates on your spotify page but how long have you actually been putting out music publicly
3: so SoundCloud was when I started five years ago and then it was just freestyles. And, you know, there's there's some talent in there, but it was a little corny, not shaped. Like I was just being myself. I didn't know how to make music yet, but there was definitely like talent, like in the little like four bars and stuff like that. And then there was hitches. So I worked those kinks out. But when I got the studio and had unlimited time to manipulate the sound myself, that's when I dropped Lonely. And that was a year and a half ago, almost exactly. And that song, that song just, I don't know. Well, it was just natural. It's still my first song. It's almost at 500k. The girl that sang on it is not even a singer. She's my teammate's girlfriend. The first night I made the studio, I went up to her and I was like, I just wrote this song. You want to sing it with me? And she's like, okay. She was drunk. Taught her how to sing it. mixed it. Next thing you know, that thing went up. So, and I think it, I think it did so because of the genuine energy and like the part of the journey, like you're saying, like there was so much behind that, behind that song. Like I remember staying up all night, bawling my eyes out watching these mixing tutorials like if they can do that for them i just i know i just got that much closer to my dream and
0: that, go ahead, go that's ahead. crazy because I'm, I'm on your spotify page right now looking at your uh, like as you know your top five most popular tracks at the top and there it is break i no not lonely 456,868 yeah. streams i'm like holy <laughs> crap and yeah, you're I getting currently like 23,000 monthly listeners that's that's <laughs> incredible dude I appreciate you mentioned that. something about you mentioned something earlier about catching the algorithm with that first track man uh mm-hmm. do you have any idea as to actually why what you did or wh- how that others might be able
3: to duplicate that? All I've known is from my from my results and like you know so many tests and trial error and now getting it better with each drop is. They say that you can submit early for Spotify playlisting, but they really don't check it. It really just depends on how people engage with your music. So in this case, this what I did was the biggest biggest bunt for me. When I first started, Juice WRLD was my biggest influence. He still is, but at that time, I was super inspired. I still hadn't found my own style yet, but I was like, like, like completely, but he was super inspirational for me. So I really just looked up Juice WRLD on Spotify, scrolled down to see all playlists, Looked at every playlist owner that had their name up there, sent them a DM or email. I did that for about 50, 60 cats. And then like 10 to 15, really, really fucked with me and just put it on for free. And one guy, he doesn't make playlists anymore. Unfortunately, he sold it. But he was charging me $5 for a play on a top spot of a playlist with 80,000 people. And he really, he really helped me out. That same playlist now, if you want to get on it, is $400 for a month. yeah but but and going and saying that because i push my music to the right kind of audience like i wasn't trying to push my music to 50 cents audience or none of that you know what i mean i realized like what i'm catering to at that moment and pushed it in the right direction so when people listened to it my save rate was good they were finishing the song i was having a really high save percentage like my uh Percentage right now is 60% of my plays still come from people's own libraries and playlists. Them adding it themselves. So when you do that, that's when Spotify finds look-alike people, put on Discover Weekly, Release Radar, Radio, Your Top Songs of the Year, etc. So going back to what we were saying, it's really about branding and knowing your audience and what you're creating.
0: Yeah, you've niched down so you know like your specific subset
3: of of hip hop that the people are gonna fuck with you. Exactly. And from there, I grew. From there, like I started in this little pocket because uh, I used to make chill and hype stuff. But because of who I am, I'm an Indian American student athlete from Atlanta, Georgia. The hype stuff wasn't going as much because I didn't understand the culture yet. But the music, but the chill stuff went because it was more genuine. It was more relatable as a human. So as that started to go, I started to understand myself in the culture. And now my music range is expanding a lot. That's why I'm able to drop harder songs and they're going now too. And people are like, whoa, where'd it come from? But it's been building. <laughs>
0: That's incredible, man. And in, in a year and a half, you built that up. That's very impressive, man.
3: Very I impressive. That. I couldn't have asked for more of my debut year, honestly. I really couldn't have. I have over a million streams. I was I was truly blessed. And I was I'm still really thankful that there's still that people are still listening to me and keeping up with me.
0: That's awesome, data. Uh, I'm sorry, I'm not like kind of looking at your Spotify page again while we're talking here. You're good. Um, you're good. I'm looking at some of your tracks. I was trying to find the albums and such, but
3: I don't even have albums. I, I've just okay. done like I've just done singles and one thinking, little EP.
0: Yeah, yeah, there it is. I just had to discography to pull it all up. Yeah. Wow. Wow. Quite a bit.
3: Yeah. I um, mean, I dropped six songs last year and they all did numbers because I dropped them so spaced. This is another good tidbit of advice right here or a little bit of experience because I dropped those six songs spaced out. They did commercially very well because I could keep pushing them and the songs got really big themselves. But what I realized, noticing from other artists on on Twitter and other artists that are doing well, is because I was dropping them so far in between, it was going in and out. People like, were like, oh, here's Pally Boom, and then they'd forget about it. Oh, here's Pally Boom. So this year, I'm going to use, I use this analogy in another interview I did, but I'm going to use it again because it's awesome. I consider it like a mall. Like, if we're talking about Drake, Travis Scott, even like big bands, like that level, I consider them Saxon Fifth. Like, they're the... High-class designer store in the mall, like they're the center of the mall. like right stores. I, exactly. Right now, we're stores. So, you start, you start out as a vendor. You start as a street vendor. Right now, I feel like I set up a nice little Indian restaurant outside the mall, and people know that there's some good food there, but they only had six dishes. So, this year, I said, you know what? I need to show people how consistently and how hard I'm really working and how how versatile I am. I'm not just making the same song twice ever. So, I started dropping a lot of songs, like, you're shooting out dishes, so now people know, whoa, that Indian restaurant's dropping a lot of stuff. Like, we better go check it out. Like, all the dishes are fire until the Indian store gets the Indian store gets invited to the mall. <laughs> like, <laughs>
0: <laughs> Man, that's awesome. awesome.
3: You're getting a little bit of feedback. I'm starting
0: to hear my uh, my microphone through your speakers. Oh, I don't
3: hear it, but I apologize.
0: It's, it's, it seems to have stopped now, but for a second there, like, when, when you got – Kind of got animated. I guess your uh, your microphone must be dynamic or something, so it was picking up extra. So every time I said something, I was hearing the feedback from your speakers back to I your fix. microphone. But so it's I it's actually, actually connected. This that's okay. Yeah, it, I think it just like uh, for some reason when you were getting excited and and, uh, to- and talking, it would it, like your microphone was picking up more. It was c- kind of weird. And you're using like an internal micro-
3: an yeah, external sure. mic, external mic. I'm using the laptop microphone right now. Oh, okay. Cause it's Skype. Right, right, right. I
0: have it. I have. I use my uh, condenser mic still. I just have it plugged into my mixer and then going into my laptop. So.
3: I do not know I can do that for for Skype. I haven't that's, used Skype in so long.
0: Yeah, right. But that's how I I just record what I'm doing. Like I, if I just record podcasts like here, at, like I have a guest like actually here in my studio with me, um, which is just part of my apartment. <laughs> um, I have two mics and uh, a mixer, and I have a couple extra mics, but then I just run them into my uh, right from the, the mixer has a USB out and I go into the laptop and use I typically use just Audacity for recording podcasts because it's simple yeah, and, yes. and quick.
3: Yeah, fair. That's all you really need. Yeah. Well, last time I did one, I actually had my Pro Tools on, and so I was talking into the mic and just sent him the audio recording. Right on. We can do that. We can do that for future times since we're already going.
0: That could work too. I just like to try to. I don't want to get it too complicated because you know not everybody has that kind of tech laying around at their house like I'm I'm talking to, and even musicians they'll have like they have the stuff at the studio or whatever, but they don't. They might not have like condenser microphones and pop filters and boom arms and stuff like
3: that. So at least make the quality like level level between your podcasts.
0: Exactly. So and everybody understands. I mean, from the days of radio for decades now when someone's calling in, you don't expect their audio to be right. pristine. So it's
3: right. It's and that's not, not that what they're, that's not what they're listening for. Anyways, if they want to hear the audio quality, they can check out the music.
0: <laughs>
3: exactly.
0: <laughs> and production value really like for podcasts and for a lot of the stuff that's even like music videos and such. Now production value is not nearly as important as it used to be. The, the message into putting out quality work, like the quality of the music can way overpower uh, lackluster production quality in your video and such. So.
3: And that's why, that's why even like with the artists and music videos, a good artist can make a low budget music video. good. obviously, unless if the concept is fitting for a low budget music video, but a good artist can make a low budget music video fire just because they're a good artist.
0: Yeah. And on the flip side of that, the most polished video can't take a mediocre artist and make them better. <laughs>
3: No, it can't, but in this day and age, you I know you know for sure, like, <laughs> if you have the resources and stuff, you don't have to be that talented if you're plugged in. You can just polish the product for what it is, and it goes.
0: Yeah, there's so much you can do now and with editing. I could probably capture my dog barking and edit it to make a hit out of it.
3: Oh, yeah, you can make a fire beat out that, for sure.
0: <laughs> I mean, track vocals and everything off of it. <laughs> I actually saw somebody... I watched somebody, I think it was on TikTok recently. They uh they got what well, some kind of a little sound. It was there dog barking or something along those lines.
3: I and mean, producers are crazy. They can they can like once they transfuse the sounds and stuff, they can really make anything.
0: Yeah, well they could. they <laughs> took Transpose. that they took that sound and just like clipped a little just a little snippet out of it and then he could make he put it in dropped it in his DAW and he could like make it any note he needed to and just yeah. wrote a whole freaking song using that as the melody line. And I'm like, "Oh, yeah." My God.
3: Yeah, no, it's I, I what mean, my uh, one of my good friends had a class project and they gave him two notes. So it was like, duh, duh, and it was like two like robotic notes, and he made a sick beat out of it. It sounded like it was like grinding underwater, like skateboarding. Like, like, <laughs> I was like how did you do that?
0: <laughs> man, that's a that's a talent that's beyond me, man. I'm like. I'm doing good to have this kind of a setup here with the little the mixer. I've got my amp coming off the preamp off my head unit. And I can plug into it so I can record some guitar work. I've got a little electronic drum kit that I can record some drum lines Ooh, with. Nice. And, uh, and I've got a couple of condenser mics and stuff. And I've got a small little four channel mixer. And I just recorded all on my laptop. And that is for me to get to that level with because I never took music in college i didn't i don't know any of the engineering behind it or the uh, like the daw softwares if they get very complex at all they are way over my head like i tried messing with fl studio and it will do so much that it, it was just overwhelming that my the yeah, learning curve no, was going to so i was like yeah never mind so, <laughs> <laughs> i hear you
3: i hear you for sure like fl studio i think in my opinion I think production is like is like a little bit different to learn because there's so many like pieces going on, but uh, I use Pro Tools. So with vocal engineering, recording, mixing, mastering, once you get a little bit of a hang of it, it's a little bit easier because it's more tangible with what you're doing and then you're kind of just fading them and shifting. You're not really having to like transpose and do different stuff. You're more doing that with your voice or the instrument. By the way, oh. while, while I'm thinking about it,
0: the... um. There are a lot of DAW manufacturers out there right now. I know Pro Tools is one of them. That's when you mentioned them, that reminded me of it, who are doing extended trial periods right now. Like, yeah. if you go to Pro Tools right now, you can get like, it's either a 60 or a 90 day
3: trial on it right now. Yeah, cause because they, of, they're trying because to give everybody a chance right now. Because, I mean, imagine, like, it's a smart business move on their part because you give everybody this time right now, people get into it, you've got a ton of new customers.
0: <laughs>
3: Absolutely. So it's a, it's almost like fortnite free entry and then you pay for the stuff once you're hooked on the game
0: yeah it's the uh the gateway drug Yep. <laughs>
3: it's like the old crack dealer or whatever they're
0: like you'll they give you your first your first rock <laughs> for free yeah. that's
3: funny
0: oh my god my my dog's having stomach problems and Oh, he uh, just he just gassed me out of here. I Had to put him out <laughs> on the patio. Wow. Sorry if you heard the, the sliding door a minute ago there, but that was me letting him out because <laughs> I, I can't hang with that. Got you good, huh? Yeah, he did. He, he me <laughs> That's good. Funny. Wow. So also, um, like if you're looking for DAWs, I just I just installed a new one. That's it's more simplistic and kind of more up, up, about my speed. Um, what was it called? Let me look it up again here. Dang it! I just I just installed it. Like I was doing that with a, with a buddy of mine. We were trying to get that installed while I was waiting to Reaper. That's what it's called. Mm-hmm. Reaper's a good one. Yeah, Reaper.fm. And if you look at the very top of the page, above their regular banner, they have like a little white strip. It says if you're working remotely and or social distancing and would like to use reaper at home you can download a temporary reaper license and you click it and if you copy it to your clipboard before you open it the first time it'll automatically import the license for you otherwise you have to kind of like save it to a you know a a text file somewhere on your computer and import it later but um and i don't know how long they don't say how long it's for um Uh,
3: another another i don't know if you knew this another little fact but um With softwares like Reaper and FL Studio, since they have licenses like that, I mean, I don't recommend this, but if you're starting, I think it's okay to have software like that because you don't, you kind of learn the system, but you can actually download the licenses early online like that and then download the app and it's open. But for vocal, like for mixing engineering purposes, like Pro Tools, you can't do that. Like, that's why you need an iLock. That's why they sell an iLock specifically and that's why Pro Tools is the standard now. Gotcha. (laughs) Yeah.
0: i know pro tools is like that's what i guess probably half the people out there are are using that one so they've got a big chunk of the market
3: right now yeah it's Uh, just been around for a long minute so it's just industrialized in all the big studios and stuff yeah
0: ableton's another one that i hear a lot
3: ableton's awesome like like ableton's awesome i like i like like producers that use ableton because it makes their music very versatile
0: that's what we were actually using uh, with my band right before we. Yeah, it's
3: great for that, for tracking, especially different instruments and like, and because like FL Studio will kind of it leans you towards certain sounds, like spacey sounds, like looped sounds. You know what I mean? Yeah. And yeah. The Logic, Logic, you can meld a little bit more too. It's easier with the quantizing, but still similar type of thing. But Ableton really allows you to do crazy stuff because it's also designed for EDM music.
0: Yeah, the the guy I had on, I was talking to you yesterday, he's an EDM artist from Holland actually, and that's cool. and he he's using that's what he's using Ableton for, yeah. some, and he's got Ableton with a keyboard and, and an external keyboard, and that's that's his whole setup. It's like, wow. Yeah, it is. And, and, yeah. And he yeah, makes these kind of like producer like, man. I mean, <laughs> I'm not a producer at all. I'm just kind of like learning, the, trying to learn the basics of it so I can yeah. kind of have a, a ma- a, an understanding of how it works so I can do a little bit of stuff at home, but I'm going to have to have somebody actually do that, the, um, you know, do the mixing and mastering for me later because that's so far above my head. It would take me so long to learn it that I could have paid for it 20 times before I had a chance to learn it. So,
3: But if you spend the time to learn it, then you'll get over 1 million times what you would have paid in value. That's,
0: that's true. So there's there's always a trade-off. It's just, it's just how long is it going to take to learn it? Right.
3: Versus, and it depends what, what, what your right. It, it depends what your affinity is toward. Right. It depends what your affinity toward, too. Like, if you want to be – for me, like, I want to be an artist. So people ask me, why don't you make beats because I have this kind of studio. I was like, I don't want to. I want to get as high as I can as artist. craft that first. And once I can make my artist a livable career, then I can make beats.
0: Exactly. My my um, passion is for promoting that's that's where i that's where I live, man that's, and that's all like that's what that's another thing I like to say is like
3: people you, like in this day and age, you can't just be an artist, right, especially in underground, you have to bring value to the table in different ways, so people are learning like how to use their different skills, and that's why the underground is so important because we have to work together because the social medias and algorithms are designed to keep us down. I mean, I don't know if you agree with that, but that's how I look at it
0: they're designed. <laughs> to try and create the best experience for the end user. They don't, they're not designing algorithms like Facebook, you know, um, organic posts or an organic reach and uh, Google display results, it's all the same, Spotify results, it's all the same thing. They are trying to do the best job they can for their customer, the people that are coming there looking for stuff, the people that are consuming music, the people that are doing searches and, and the people that are using Facebook, and you're you as a creator you're not their main concern so they exactly. they're trying to a they've got to make a mo- make money at it they have to be profitable exactly and and b they've got to make sure their customer wants to come back so if it
3: you know, makes it more difficult on you and what bad. they've done when what they've done is created a middleman like with the algorithm did, did, like taking away likes and stuff like that because when like they obviously like you're saying they want to make profit so when you have independents and small business owners making profit off of their social media apps that's why the algorithms switch so like you might have good content you'll do well within your reach but if you want more reach you now have to go through the app which then links that up to the customer right and if the customer wants to keep seeing it you also have to promote it through it consistently so now they've doubled their income in, instead of like letting you be a middleman or right. So, so with, with that being said, that's why I say like artists and creatives, like producers, engineers, all of us, we all have to work together. Yeah, we're all in this together,
0: absolutely. And um, I was gonna add to that by uh, saying that you no, know, we we've cut out like the internet did a lot for us in regards to um, cutting out most of the middleman stuff. They've you, no longer as an artist do you have to like. Be constantly hounding radio stations trying to get their get your demo on on the air. You know you don't have to constantly do that routine for years just in hopes that maybe an arr guy will will hear it or find you somehow. You know, so a lot of that middleman stuff was gone. You know, the the labels they don't. I mean, they are what they are. Like maybe for like pop artists, they kind of need that machine because they don't do all that they're a singer that gets up there and tracks vocals that's all they really do so they kind of need that machine to build around them and i get that and that's that's its thing it is what it is it's there is a product that is made for a specific market and good for them but most artists don't need all that behind them they they can put it out themselves and distribute them distribute distribution has been completely commoditized you don't have to depend on your label or someone else to distribute for you you can distribute yourself or you can there's like tons of service yeah I, I know you know there's like distro kid and cd baby and all these that are like for very low cost to so make sure you're distributed everywhere and you just don't even have to worry about it so yep it's i'm using distro <laughs> kid right now
3: yep that's a that's a really popular one I, I like it so far i mean i don't know any other ones so
0: <laughs> I, i've i seen several i haven't actually worked with any i've, I've kind of started trying to partner I, with uh i've been talking with distro kid about doing a uh, agency th- set up with them so i'll probably that's been, good. And they're they're I'll pretty responsive Like
3: they're per, they're a pretty personable company compared to the rest yeah they seem to be a little bit
0: more like a a little more human type
3: Right, like you see their comments, like when you're on the actual website, it would be like, uh, it's like 10 million streams is worth $1,000. Only kidding, only kidding, submit here. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, I was doing the math. I did some uh, research online and they were saying it's like something like .0037 cents
3: oh, yeah. per stream also- or something like that. Also, if you didn't know, it depends what account they're using. If they're using a free account, you're getting point zero zero one. If they're using a premium oh, yeah. account, then you're getting point zero zero three. So yes. I got a million streams and it only paid me about three thousand two hundred. And that's pretty normal. A million streams should pay you around thirty five hundred ish. But I mean thirty two hundred is not that bad considering a lot of them are probably free accounts. A lot of them are probably out of the country and out of US streams are actually worth less. Right.
0: That, that know, tracks. That tracks with the math I was doing in my head, or I, on my calculator, with the numbers I'd seen, because they didn't break down part of those being free accounts so that um, pay less per stream. But I was thinking, for a thousand dollars, you needed roughly about twenty five hundred to th- three. I mean, two, what
3: quarter
0: million to three hundred thousand yeah. views. Yeah, about. It's about right. And if you factor in the uh, the um, the fact that free accounts don't pay as much and international accounts don't pay as much, it may be you know more above like three three hundred and fifty thousand at that to actually to hit around a thousand dollars. so that makes sense. Mm-hmm.
3: yeah, that sounds about right.
0: Excellent. Oh, man, I just drew a blank all of a sudden.
3: <laughs> no, you're, good. you're good. I'm chilling.
0: so. What's your next move? What's my next move? Yeah, you you have, uh, I'm sure you have plans for your next releases coming up.
3: Yeah, I actually just dropped a tweet with my um, next lineup. I'm calling it Project Takeoff. So I've dropped six songs this year, but we'll start with the ones that I think are relevant to the story. So I dropped Dynamic Axis, which is basically like that that song is like, I'm a bus away, I'm moving though, I'm never static. So it's like I'm versatile, I'm popping onto the scene. Bloody Waters I just dropped is me getting my grit a little bit. Like, you know what I mean? It's the same kind of like flashy, shiny vibe as Dynamic Axis, but there's a little bit of a dark tint. So now I'm starting to get my bearings. The next one I'm going to drop is called Five Stars. It's going to be my first like really banging songs. It's like I'm lit, like now we've shown the range. Then I'm going to go to Hitch. And that song is like ain't waiting on a golden ticket born to ride. So it's like I'm catching the train, we're on our way. Then I'm gonna drop a little two-song stopping point called Mirage Mirage and Oasis. So it's like you know, the illusion in the desert, like you're right. halfway there. So that's so the that stopping point on the journey. Yep,
0: exactly. So and the
3: the then I'm there I see it. I good. Yep. Bye. Then it goes penthouse. So we're at the top now. And then it's like re gripped because things have changed. Like it's the same person, but things are changed. And then it'll be the jet. So we're taking off. And then it'll be Planet Bounce and Galaxy. And that's the really the main ones I have for the storyline. And then I have a bunch of features with a ton of talented artists all so dropping around it.
0: So what's the frequency for release? Like how, how are you right releasing now I'm
3: doing that? every every two weeks. Like wow, since but- since January 21st, I've been knocking a song every two weeks. And I've been varying like crazy. Like the first one was trap, the second one was pop punk alternative. The third, oh, wow. one was, the third one was like just regular hip hop kind of like fast a little bit and the fourth one was like r&b pop like i've I've just been like switching on everyone so people keep checking because they really don't know what to expect so if you don't check you're missing out
0: wow that's crazy man that's awesome dude you are really making moves right now
3: well last year i made 180 songs only dropped six and i, did, I think so many of them deserve to drop that i was like you know what like people know my name I just have to show them that this is it like this is legit what I do like this is my life I put more than anything into this into each song and I'm and I have to showcase that now so for people to really get it so
0: now run that by me one more time and for me and everybody else how many songs
3: did you actually create last year 180 And this year alone I've already created I think 62
0: 62 holy hell (laughs) <laughs> oh yeah.
3: Like yesterday, yesterday, I went on. Yesterday I went on Instagram live with a new producer I just met, Willie Beast, phenomenal guy. And you know what? Let me tell a little story about that too. Um, you never know, uh, especially this is goes to all other artists and like like beginning out or anybody, any creative like beginning. Do not care about numbers. I never gave a shit about numbers because. You never know like you have to listen to the actual art because I had one guy message me who had 40k followers and was verified on Twitter and he was like yo I can make your music better like I charge 200 for this 300 for this send me his stuff and everything was offbeat way too loud and I was like huh and then another dude with 100 followers approached me so humbly and was like yo like I don't even want to charge you you have dope music I really just want to get like make some fire music let's do 50-50 send me his beats phenomenal. And, and, and like, you you just don't know. But, anyways, I connected with him on Instagram Live, and we made a song on Live yesterday. So, we finished it. We finished the whole song. Like, he was sitting there with me, he was helping me with the lyrics. I was telling him the concepts. I was like, okay, we're landing on the island. We're saying the volcano's erupting, and now we're taking off again. Let's say something like we took the bag, like we took the chest. You know what I mean? Like, we took what we wanted from the island. We're moving on. We don't got to stay for the drama. That's why the volcano's blowing. We're just moving. So it was cool. Wow, that's it,
0: was crazy, it was a good time. It is amazing the kind of stuff you can do. I was watching um, on, uh, again, on TikTok. I'm, I've been streaming a lot of TikTok lately. That's why my, one of my guilty pleasures. When I'm just sitting and I have a few minutes, I don't have something I desperately need to be doing. I'll, sometimes I'll just scroll TikTok, but it can be a time suck. You can get sucked into a black hole and realize, oh, crap, an hour just went by. Yeah. <laughs> but there's this... Oh no! It's on Instagram. This uh, one girl, she's a drummer in Singapore, and like uh, uh, she's an amazing drummer. And my my daughter's a drummer too, so like I was I followed her and I was kind of like trying to use it for some inspiration for my kid. But right. um, but I've talked to her a little bit once in a while, just, just propping her up some and sharing her stuff. And and she's a uh, uh, she was doing a uh, live an Instagram live. She was in Singapore with some woman. That, here like in uh, like ohio or something over here and they were playing on a live um playing just some rudiments and they were perfectly synced up from halfway around the world on a live stream it was like that is incredible that wow. you can pull that off i find it, just- it so hard to do that <laughs> i know <laughs> i don't know what kind of interface they're using to get the latency out but it so was amazing. Like when, whenever they do those
3: Instagram lives where you can freestyle, I can't do them because like it's just a so off timing. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, it's even like with my uh, when I'm trying to record with my guitar into my laptop with whatever DAW I'm using at the time. Even if it's just Audacity, which is pretty simple, I've done just some basic tracks with that for working yeah. tracks.
3: But I mean, um, the, the, the drummer you said, what you said she played an instrument with someone via via live. Was it like her bandmate or
0: something? No, it was a, just another woman from the States. A, a and so they were and just – They both had like a, a little – They both had one drum. No, they were just playing basic rudiments. Well, they were pretty complex rudiments. They were playing on one, just a single drum just with a pair of sticks, just – and, and they were, were doing were some really fast, rudiments, really fast rudiments too, like with triplets and stuff in there. And they were synced up, both of them playing the same thing simultaneously it was incredible to watch i was like holy cow that's amazing
3: that's wild like they they must just their timing drummer's timing too when they get that good is impeccable so i'm sure they just locked into each other and just kept going probably so that's really dope that's another
0: another reason i love playing with a drummer live like we're talking about earlier i think that was before we were on the air but um yeah the good thing about one of the best things I love about playing with the drummer is I know me. I know I have a tendency to always rush the beat. I like I'll start at like 120 BPM, and if I like playing all through like a whole song that I've done by my own, I had and a I drummer for by myself. Yeah, I'll be at like 140 or something like that by the time I get to the end. I've yeah. rushed the beat so much, but my drummer keeps me in check that way.
1: My old oh, drummer from my first band, he used to like
0: he used to holler at me when I was because I would still rush the beat even with him, and he would like have to like check me down. <laughs> I <was> like, Dude.
3: <laughs> we had a, we started a band last or two years ago. It was one of my friends, and our drummer would always do the same. We and it, it wasn't just that; like he wanted to like showcase his talent as a drummer, so he wouldn't play with the band. He would just go. <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah, that's like a guitar player who just likes to go in there and just start
3: noodling. Just ripping, ripping, yeah. Like there's no space for anything. <laughs> what are you doing over here? But it's really a different, it's a different uh field to work with other people like that, because you craft yourself in in terms of like being an instrumentalist or a singer or whatever. But then to actually meld and work with other people is a whole different art. And especially. And uh, and with bands, they're they're used to it because that is the culture. And the culture is a little bit different. But with hip hop artists, they uh a lot of hip hop artists say they don't like collabing. And I really think that has to do with ego. It's not that they don't like it. They don't know how. Because most most hip-hop artists just want to do their thing on the track, and that's it. But not many put in the effort to actually fuse their sound with the other person to make a whole unique quality product. And that's really why I pride myself on collabs. Like, a lot of my biggest songs are all collabs. I, I, I just think, like, you can create a whole different element from both of your sounds.
0: Absolutely. Um, the, the, sum than, the sum is greater than its parts. So. Yeah
3: especially and, and 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 it's sometimes hard with hip-hop artists like i've had to like cancel a few collabs and move them and stuff because people get egotistical and really i'm just trying to make good music so it's it's, it's different and I, I don't want to get like cocky, but I think playing college and pro tennis really helped me leading a D one team for three years. I mean, I learned how to interact with people differently according to what they need and knowing what people bring to the table and how to use those talents. And I really feel like that helped me in music. I don't think I would be one tenth as far as I am if I didn't play sports at that high level.
0: Yeah. Once you Um, learn to learn to compete and learn to um, just learn that, that drive, you had the it's motive a, how to motivate yourself and how to, exactly it's, it's the same, same thing yes yeah,
3: it applies everywhere and it's not just like sports it's anything once you commit yourself to anything it teaches you about life yep i've
0: got a buddy of mine who's a rapper here here in the dallas area and uh he's only i only know of one track he's got this like actually out in public and he's like the uh the second featured artist the main guy is the first guy and then there's five featured artists on the track on that track together is they, they shot a big music video in a like a boxing um uh Ring type thing it, no a uh, boxing gym you know yeah. where, they, where they teach you know where they work out and stuff and they had a bunch of bikers and girls and stuff around and, and it was really what the video turned out really cool the but the point of that was that he's all about collab collaborating yeah. with everybody he can and i know a lot of the hip-hop community is even like the big names they're all about collaborating and I, I actually again i'm repeating myself from my last episode but um most pop artists today if you look at the pop art the pop albums that were released last year you'd be hard pressed to find one that didn't at least have one or two tracks that had a featured rapper on it a featured mm-hmm. artist throwing a verse mm-hmm. on it
3: because no, pop. They i really noticed that pop singers do like pop singers are more friendly to class like yeah
0: yeah, well, there's, the, there's less competition there because they have they're kind of different markets and they have a little bit of crossover, but they're not they're not in like they don't feel like they're in direct competition with each other. So maybe that makes it a little bit easier for them to you know to to vibe it, it out. Does.
3: It does. Well. It does, and it, it's it's like it's something um you're saying it yourself. Like big artists, a lot of big artists who are secure, and even like smaller artists who know what they're working for are cool with collabs. But it's the people that are like short term and then long term. You know what I mean? Like if you're Oh, crap. I forgot what I was going to say.
0: You're playing for the long game. You're not playing for the short term.
3: Right. But if, if you, in, in like in that case, we were also saying earlier, a good enough artist, like once you're at that point of confidence, you know, you're not competing with other people. So at that, that, that point, you're in the long term game. And that's why I feel like a lot of bigger artists like that once you get to that stage dark collabing and stuff because they understand the value of it. And they're secure in their own brand, too. Like, before you accomplish anything, a lot of artists be double-minded about their music. Like, oh, that's not me after making a song or whatever, or a collabs, because they haven't quite found themselves in it. And so I think, especially for collabs, like, it's easy to do it with your friends. But if you're trying to do, like real, like, real collabs with, like, other artists you don't know that you like the style, you really have to be secure in, in your branding.
0: You do, and you have to be aware. I've been using this analogy a lot lately. But it's like nobody – has a playlist with one song on it so it's not like you have to get that one slot or you you, they're not going to hear you it's that doesn't it's not how it works there's no like if you take a bigger piece of the pie it's not like you're taking it away from somebody else there's more than enough ears and people listen to music to go around for everybody so there's no competition i mean there is none i mean it's 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 fine to have like some friendly competition between people, you know, like you're doing little vanity metrics competitions and whatnot, like see who can get the most likes on their latest posts and whatnot. But you know, it's like leave it on the field though. You can go out and be just fierce rivals on the field. And, like, when you walk off the sideline afterwards, it would be like, hey, man, it's good to see you. How's your mom? You know, like, we're, we're good now, but we're on the field. Yeah. I'm, I'm going to crush you. I'm going to do everything I can to destroy you. But once oh, we're yeah. done with that, yeah, we're,
3: we're good, man. Let's go have a beer. <laughs> For sure. For sure. And that's, that's why – and it's funny because you see that in sports too with males and females. Like, guys, look at that. Drake and Meek are cool. But, like – with females, like it, it takes longer to get to that point of heat. But if it gets that point of heat, there's really no coming back. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah. Man, when who, when women hate on each other, it goes deep.
3: <laughs> yeah, it's like it's it's really deep. But when guys hate each other, it's a bunch of like barking for a little bit and then say, all right we cool." <laughs> yeah, I know.
0: Some of the biggest fights I've had with friends of mine, like with an hour later we could be sitting and having a
3: beer and like man what the yeah, hell I'm we think on the same way on the, the same way but sometimes it's needed to get closer to with friends
0: right of course we we get to that anger a little bit quicker than women do but we come off of it quicker also they exactly hard to get there but they might not ever come off of it <laughs> exactly like, like you look at all the diss tracks that ever been put out and I'm, I'm guessing – I don't know, but I'm guessing at least three-quarters of them are women because <laughs> they are angry as hell about this other bitch over here. <laughs> That's funny. What was that one um fucking – uh what's her nuts did? um Oh, damn. Cardi and Nikki? Nikki, yeah. I'm thinking of Nikki with uh, – Cardi, right? No, I thought it was MIA. No, oh. no, no, no. it wasn't – who the hell was it she was talking about? Who the fuck want war? Uh, Lil' Kim, that's who it was.
3: Oh, my goodness. <laughs> way,
0: this, way back. This was five, six years ago or so. Maybe longer than that. Yeah, that's... Damn, man, they're vicious in those tracks, too, man. Now
3: yeah, they'd be really freaking each other up. I now, mean, Drake, Drake, Drake kind of beefs, like, a girl. Yeah, I've heard some of his stuff. He does that sometimes, Cause, too. Because, like, usually beefs, like... Like when Eminem beats somebody, he rips you apart in terms of like artistic ability. <laughs> like, but but like Drake will really come for your family.
0: <laughs> yeah, they have different, drastically different styles, there, don't they? Man, I I can understand it. Like I really think like uh, things like when um, when Kanye came up on the stage and kind of tried to upstage Taylor Swift at the Grammys years back, I. And then he throws a rhyme about her in one of his songs, but he has a recording of a voicemail with her, like him talking to her on the phone, telling her that he's going to put this in the song. She's like, yeah, that's cool.
3: she's
0: like, she's acting all like she's pissed off about it
3: after the fact. That's not the true story. They they filtered it. He told her, he told her only the beginning of the line. He told her the first half of the line and then recorded her saying, yeah, that's cool. And she didn't know what the actual end of the line was. It was mad disrespectful. So then they dropped it, and then she complained, and then Kim's like, "Oh my gosh!" Like her Kanye's wife was like, "No, like you said yes to it." And then the actual full conversation just just came out about a month ago, and everyone now realizes Taylor Taylor was telling the truth about it. I'll be damn! I didn't, I never heard that. See, that's that's what I'm saying. Media crazy, but no, she she actually because the the way he told her that in the phone call sounded like it was a little funny funny line, but. Then the way he spit it in the full line like, you know what I'm saying? It was completely
0: different. Yeah. All right. Well, I was, what I was going with that was like if you were to do that, like say you knew somebody, um, a, a friend of yours or someone you'd collaborated with previously or whatever, um, someone you knew from college or whatever, and it was working, doing doing music of his own. If you uh, like cooked that up on the sides, like, hey, man, let's like generate a beef here. Let's like do diss tracks on each other. And I I wouldn't fault you for doing that. I mean, it's, it's a little, is it a little shady and a little dis disingenuous? Yeah, but it's going to blow up. It's going to sell records, man.
3: <laughs> and you know what? That's, that's something I've struggled with for a while. That consider that's that topic you just pointed out because it's TikTok too. And a lot of social media, the difference between social media success and the difference between industry success. Yeah. That's a A lot of people like a lot of people will go for that and like you know, sometimes it hurts to see like gimmicked artists like who don't really have music, but they're like using the gimmick and using it well to get the attention. It sometimes hurts to watch that go up, but then if you know what you're building, you know that the process is slow and you're building a foundation that can't be destroyed rather than just like a a flare.
0: Right. It's like a lot of people that like blow up on TikTok because they can lip sync or do something catchy with their moves and stuff. Like that's great, but do you have any real talent that's that's um, marketable beyond yeah, that? Like, <laughs> because once, and once TikTok starts <laughs> to fade, you're, you're going to fade and the, and the thing is, if you –
3: and, like, I've thought about like, – because I see a lot of these I, – I see a lot of Indian artists either, either one, being completely trapped and not beating themselves or trying to be somebody else or trying to fit into the culture too hard, or two – going like with the comical route and making fun of our culture, like the da, 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 like type stuff. And it's like I could do an Indian type song like that and gain a lot of attention, but if you blow up on a crutch, you can never run. And I'm trying to fly. So
0: Yeah, exactly. Now if if you do that once in a while, you kinda of throw that out there and everybody yeah, understands no, no, you're doing it to have fun with that, it. Exactly. That's, that's fine. Accept, but, but that's your audience that's, will accept that. But I mean, you exactly. already got an audience, Not you're not banking on that to to help put you on, you're just exactly it. like if I because if I want to make you it
3: are. exactly if I want to make it I want to make it off my music being legit and then I can do stuff like that because I got the attention I can actually do it but I don't want to use that to show you my music is legit I mean I guess I could but I just have to find a way to do it that's applicable and not you know and something that was still me like you said.
0: Yeah, you don't have the leverage at that point if you're if you're relying on crutches like that. You're, exactly. The the crutch has all the leverage, and once that it's com- it's compromised. That- like
3: now you're stunted. So even when you drop real stuff, it's like yeah So that's why yeah. that's why you have these artists branding. Kind of branding cutter. is gimmicks. Branding is gimmicks, and it's fine. You can brand as a gimmick if that's what you want to do, like Blueface six nine, and they've done a great job with it. But like the social media show that really like it, however you brand yourself now is more important than talent. I mean, not more important. But you get what I'm saying? If you package whatever you have correctly and ship it out, it's going to do better than someone who's just raw talent but doesn't have mixing, mastering, any of that stuff. You're definitely going to listen to the bad artist more because it sounds more together. Right. Absolutely.
0: And going back to the gimmick thing, like there are a few people that wind up being able to carry it for a whole career. i mean, like, look at Weird Al Yankovic.
1: Yeah, that dude has yeah. been a gimmick
0: for 40 plus years. Yeah. And, and he's still doing it and it works for him. But for every weird owl, there are like 9 million people that tried with some gimmick and failed. So, yeah. And there's like one of him. <laughs> so that, yeah and that's the, the gimm- another gimmicky person like that that's
3: had that long of a career and the gimmick works in those cases because it really is them in there in that yeah that's true. Like, yeah, they, sure. like they didn't break open into like you know what i mean like trying to be a real artist they went into that path and really found it through that and that was really them so that's why it works when people are trying to imitate somebody you can never be better than the original so you've already limited yourself
0: ah. you just hit on the key to it all man authenticity yep you gotta be true to you. You gotta be a, to you.
3: a lot of people have been telling me recently, they're like, bro, your new songs are like that new wave of modern rap, but it's still you. And I'm like, Yeah, well, you heard my old songs, it was me and it was a little choppy, but there was talent. So all it's doing is shaping now. And and this is also another good point. Like a lot of artists go into niches. And, I mean, it depends on your talent and, like, what like what your style is. But I think, like, when you go into, like, certain, like, different niches, it's because you've created your own sound, but you don't want to meld to, like, what's, like, trending or whatever right now. So that becomes a niche. But the artists that stay relevant are always changing, like Drake and Kendrick and all them. Like, they're staying current with the times and using those new influences and making them theirs. They're not just using them. Like, if I say, like... Like there's a You're lot driving of, the trend. right. But a lot of, a lot, and even so, like when artists say certain lines, like walk into the club and it's popping a thousand million artists can say that, you know what I mean? I have to yep. say that in a way that only I can say it. That's branding. And your own
0: voice and your own style and your own everything. yeah.
3: Exactly. And you, and then every time you hear that's like, like this Pally Ray, you know what I mean? That's Pally Ray saying that that's not, Oh, who's this? It sounds like that. Like, Oh, that could be that. You know what I mean?
0: Yeah, I was impressed with your stuff when I you popped up on uh, when I was trying to put together playlists and such, try, just trying to put on artists as much as I could, and you were one of the people that submitted a song, and I, when I started listening to your stuff, I was like, wow, this kid is on fire, man, so I, that's why I, you caught my attention, and I was like, I started talking with you, and I had to get you on the show, because I was like, I knew you had some good insights for people, and you've already dropped some serious
3: knowledge bombs here today. I appreciate that. And that's what I'm here for, because I, I always try to give back, because when I was at that level, I wish someone gave me that. Everybody always used to like look down at me and be like, oh, you can't rap because you're Indian, or not take it seriously. So I had to make the distinction clear for myself. So that way, when artists come to me and tell me I'm helping them, or my music is like really inspiring them, I try to give them as much as I can. Because if I even saw this one kid yesterday. He was a phenomenal singer. I coached him Five years ago in tennis, he wasn't that good at tennis, but he's a great singer, and he hasn't hit me up in a long time, and he just dropped his first song, and it's at 50K, and I listen, and the lyrics are a bit amateur, but I was like, your vocal vocals are amazing, like, you've got the soul for this. So I had called him, we t- chopped it up for maybe like five, six hours. I gave him a bunch of producers and He's like, bro, like I didn't think like anyone was like this genuine. Like, why are you helping me? And I'm like, because I can see where you're going, dude. Like if I, if I have the ability to patch a piece of that tunnel, I'm going to do it.
0: Yeah. You can just see it in people. Like I can see it in you right now. You've, you've already crushed it with your, your schooling, you've crushed it in tennis. you just, you're, you're just going to you're driven and you're going to whatever you're doing you're going to succeed at it and you've already shown
3: that in in your music in the last just 18 months so i appreciate that for real i mean I, like i said i honestly could not have asked i'd never expect anything like that i just kept going no time to look back
0: that's all you can do man and to me people that worry too much like you were saying earlier worry too much about the numbers and those vanity metrics they get hung up on that and they don't focus on the real part about engaging Uh, if you have if you only have a hundred followers you better be on there engaging with all 100 of them every day People people are focused about follower counts but like i've seen
3: i mean even i'm gonna i'm gonna shout out another artist elijah kyle Phenomenal dude, he's been dropping a lot of conscious, like great message hip hop stuff. He has half the followers I have and he still has more engagement than me. And that's because since 500 followers, he's been dropping like songs like that and engaging with his profile. Like like, I didn't know quite as much of my brand first, I was just dropping songs. So what happened to me is my songs became more popular than my brand. Everybody had Lonely and Break My Heart in their playlist, but they weren't checking on Pally Ray, but he did a good job of training them from then and making it a family. And like you said, like that engagement is more important than numbers. Like people are focusing on numbers, but take care of the fans you have and they will carry you to heights you can't imagine.
0: Absolutely. And a lot of people are starting to learn that right now during this time, particularly. I mean, it's been kind of a growing trend. People are starting to figure that out like yourself. You've watched what other people are doing. You're like, oh, hey, I get it. I get it now. And But a lot of people right now, when, since they're on quarantine, they're locked down. They're kind of panicked like, oh, crap, I don't have gigs to play, you know, this and that. So they, they're trying to do like some live streams on Facebook or Instagram or whatever. And they're starting to really figure that game out a little bit finally about, hey, if I interact with these people more, they actually respond more. It's like, wow, go yeah. figure. If you actually talk to someone, they'll talk back to you. <laughs>
3: <laughs> but, and, and, it's even, and it's even the way you move. Like the way you move is just as important as talent. Like if, like, for example, that singer who I just told you about, he's a young kid. He hopped on a live stream with a big artist. He's from Louisville. So he hopped on another live stream with a big artist there. And as soon as he hopped on the live stream, it was an artist he really respected. Like he really liked that guy's music and wanted to work with him. And that guy made fun of him. He came on the stream. He's like, "You got curly hair. You got Jack. You got glasses. You're a white kid. Are you trying to be Jack Harlow?" And the kid's like, oh, Jack Harlow's a rapper. I'm a singer. Like, we're nothing. Like, you know what I mean?" But what he did there is now he turned that kid off. That kid was oh. a, a dedicated fan. Now when that kid like sees him, he doesn't check anything. And it's that's why I think I think like. Even though you have all these gimmicks and stuff, authenticity is everything. Like, if I like you as a person, I like your music that much more. If I think you're a bad person, you might have the most fire-ass music ever, but I'm not going to check it.
0: Sounds like that one, that bigger guy might be being authentic. He might just be an authentic asshole. You never know.
3: (laughs) Facts, but, like, no, 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 facts. Facts, fair fair enough, but, like, if if a young artist is joining your live, like, has been messaging you for a while, and then he hops on there, and you make fun of him to make other people laugh,
0: I mean, I guess. Yeah, that's just that's there's there are some people that can kind of get away with something like that. Like if you're a comedian and you're like yeah, a heckler, in, a heckler's bugging you, we're you start busting on them, then the the audience will get in on it and start laughing at it. But in no. a setting like this, that's just not appropriate at all. Exactly. Some kid just, that's trying just, to struggle. He's like trying to trying to pop. He's trying to catch some uh, some attention and and exactly to, like, It depends on the
3: context and the intentions of it. Like he was doing exactly. it to. Crushes. He wasn't doing it because he's friends with them and he's messing with them. He's doing yeah. it because people in the comments are gonna laugh.
0: Or like the com- comedian um, example I used, like somebody yeah. the heck the hecklers in the crowd is being an asshole, so the comic's gonna going like put him down. You know, it's like exactly that's different. different. Like and then think, and think then, you're, then, you're gonna be a you could think you're going to outwit me up here on the state i'm up here doing this you think, exactly. you're going to be, you think you've got a sharper wit than me bring
3: it <laughs> <laughs> but that's but that's like that's why i say how you move like that big artist now his numbers have dropped big time people are not checking in on him because his personality was okay. like that so that's that's what i'm saying it's not about the music that's why i try to give back because i know like the energy you put out does come back in different forms you might get burned a few million times as being in this industry. I got scammed out of $800 last month and all I made was 1200 So I had 400 for the months to live and for music. And I was really bummed. And I'm probably not getting that money back, but man, I know that like I'm doing something real here, so it'll come back. It's okay.
0: Yeah, it, it always comes back around eventually if you're doing the right thing.
3: I've got to keep my head down and keep working.
0: I'm not a, I kind of like, I'm in and out with the, the whole concept of karma like I don't yeah, know no, that there's like I, a real yeah. cause I don't know there's a real cosmic entity that's I don't believe that there's a cosmic entity that's actually kind of like dishing that out to people No, no, I agree I just but, I just think if you
3: make an impact on people's lives it it will it will come back
0: I believe it like the way Gandhi said it be the change you wish to see in the world you put out good stuff this stuff's going to come back to you, and you. And, there, there's going to be some bad stuff come at you. That's just a part of life, but sure. continue to put out good stuff. You continue to stay positive, put out good vibes, put on people, be good to people. It's going to come.
3: Yeah, and it's and like you're saying, there's. I don't think there's a cosmic thing that's dishing it out in proportions, but if I put out 100 good energies, maybe I'll get 5 or 10 back, but I can't expect any. Yeah. Like you don't expect any it. You just go yeah. in doing
0: it because you're going to do it. That's just you. Exactly. And you just, exactly. just want to be positive, of course, in the world. Exactly. And the more positivity you put out in the world, it's like, especially right now, it's like so many people, you see it all over the place. And I, I, I just, I don't, I don't engage them. I just let it go. I scroll by, I don't talk to them about it, but there's so many people are, you know, fearful of the worst right now. And it's, like people even DM you like videos and
3: stuff. Are, it's like, uh, I don't even watch them. I'm
0: like, and I don't even no, respond. Yeah, to those. I hate when people
3: do that. When people blow up my DM with unsolicited, I just hide them and block them. I don't care. If you don't know how to move, I'm not gonna peep it.
0: Yeah, it's it's just craziness. And I'm, you know, people are gonna be fearful in a time like this. That's understandable. But you have to look at it logically and realize that this is something that we will get through.
3: And if you and if you want your fan base to treat you like a human and carry you up and really care about what you're doing, you have to treat them like that. If I treat you like a bunch of bots, if I just go boop, 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 all right, maybe like 10, which we'll you got, You guys are not going to interact with me as humans ever. But if I go onto one person's tweet and comment something genuine about their music, whether it's good or not, but comment something genuine, they know I listen to it and they know I'm respecting them and trying to apply whatever I can to it, Now they're gonna check out my stuff regardless. Yep. And that's not what it's for, but you have to move the right way to have people move at you the right way.
0: Exactly. It's all about what it what you put out there is what you'll get back. And if you put out negativity all the time, you're gonna get a lot of that back at you. One hundred percent. One hundred percent.
3: Which is why I think I think these gimmick artists are smart because they don't put out negativity. They put it out in like a playful way like they set the tone for it so it's not really negative you know what i mean yeah it's it's passive what is what it is yeah it's part it's part of the brand
0: though but you get what i'm saying <laughs> yeah it, it's disingenuous that's <laughs> anyone that's being all au- not being authentic that's like we we're talking about earlier about the really like the weird owls that really make it work it's because it's authentic to themselves just well,
3: being- he, did, he did white and nerdy but he made that shit his you know what i'm yeah. saying like that was a that what bigger than the normal song almost. Like,
0: I know, or Amish Paradise and uh, yeah. you know some of the, the, oh. the, the Michael Jackson parodies that he did. That we do a shot for shot remake of the video and, and the Green uh, Day one. Like, oh yeah, I forgot about that one. Jeez, it was so like, many so cru- so it was So creative. He took and imitate. He took it and made it his. I
3: guess. <laughs> now Weird Al Yankovic is a is a forever legend, especially in my mind as a nineties baby.
0: Yeah, right. I'm, I'm a little older than you. I was a teenager in the 80s when he was first really coming around, really gaining popularity.
3: <laughs> no, I was young when he was popping. Like I was I was like seven, eight, when yeah. I really saw him Like, and I got into him like that.
0: <laughs> yeah, like when It came out, I think I was probably in middle school. <laughs> <laughs> it's wild. Way back. We're talking about like 83. I mean, if we're talking about people that are performing forever. Radiohead is still on tour or they were
3: on tour before Corona.
0: Oh man, I just saw another one that somebody said they were, Oh yeah, that's who it was. I was like, I don't know why cause I never was a fan in the first place. But, Docan is actually going on tour right now. I'm like, really? And where did they dig those guys up from? Are they, the, how do they get up on the stage with their walkers and stuff? You know. It's like, <laughs> well, I guess if Keith Richards can keep doing it,
3: then anybody can. I mean, that's it's so cool to watch that though, because I, like, I mean, it, and I mean. Once you get to a point where you're getting tens and hundreds of thousands of streams on each song, it's not like – it's a tipping point. And how you break into the industry really sets how you can fall in because if you break in the wrong way, you can lose everything so fast. But if you break in the right way, you can stay forever. Yep.
0: Yeah, it's like we were talking about earlier, man. Those ones that they just do it – gimmicks. those gimmicks are fleeting, and they, they might shoot off like a bottle rocket. But what happens to the bottle rocket when it gets up there? It pops and well, it's done.
3: Well, we get to like – let's say you get to – 50,000 followers or whatever and off this like two songs but you are just creating a gimmick like you're sounding cool so when you're creating a gimmick every song sound the same I mean they're different songs but they sound the same because you're creating an image you're not being yourself and manipulating it through it you've created a gimmick branded sound so what that happens is it gets clout to a certain point and then people want to go in and check more of you and you don't have more
0: yeah I've even seen that in some of the like rock and hard rock bands over the years like you they drop an album and it, like their first album was fire and they dropped the second one and it sounds like all the same things i mean you could take both their first two albums and just run them all the way through front to back together simultaneously oh, the same and thing. it sounds like one giant song
3: it's like and the and shit i was gonna say something again too sorry i do read your train of thought again <laughs> i can't remember again but if you're oh yeah so in in those first albums they made those and they went well because they were creating music how they wanted to create music and if you're long term if you're understanding that you're going to keep changing and be versatile with the times that's why your music keeps changing but a lot of people get that certain level of success and stop being hungry so they try to replicate that success and that's not what music is
0: yeah a true artist is always wanting to create always wanting to grow always wanting to expand always wanting to try new things like i've constantly struggled with my guitar skills don't even come close to matching my ambitions so and I, I think that's a good problem to have because it always pushes me to try new stuff and to try to improve my skills
3: 100 and and uh even so even so saying like if you're in that mindset you're always working so in, in that being said, if someone checks out my song that just dropped, not the, like, let's say like the first song I dropped of the year, someone checked it out and they were like, it's a seven out of 10. It's pretty good. Some parts are like this, like this, like this. I hear the feedback, but because I'm working, I'm not impressed about it. I'm already eight to 12 songs ahead of that drop. Whatever you're commenting on, I've already fixed it because I'm working my ass off. So like. Even these last two songs I dropped, I really consider them hits, and I think it, with more exposure, they could blow up. That Bloody Waters and Dynamic song, I think they're good enough too. But that doesn't mean I'm gonna stop working and bank on those, because I'm not looking for that. I'm just gonna keep going. You know, and Keep progressing.
0: Absolutely, Absolutely. man. I'm gonna have to go listen to Bloody Waters. So I don't think I've caught that one yet. It just that was a, that was the one I submitted.
3: Oh, was it? okay. That I did then. Yeah, yeah. ain't signing I- no papers till after the money. I ain't got time if you don't already love me.
0: Dude, I have just the people that have submitted songs for the Quarantunes playlist, um, autonomytalent.com slash Quarantunes, by the way, if y'all want to go check those out. Oh, um, yeah, I'll share it. Quick little plug. <laughs> got
3: to, got oh, to. They're all, they're all listed they're right on there on that one page. Damn.
0: I made this page just for those lists, so I could link them all right there in one spot. It makes life easier for me. But um, mm-hmm. yeah, just for the, the su- people that have submitted the tracks that I've listened to, because Every artist that have – some of them only have like one or two tracks, and that's all they have available right now. And I'm like, okay, well, that's good. Good did you have that. I and mean, some of them are popping with just two tracks, and they've got – they're getting like 12,000 monthly, monthly listeners. I'm like, wow, that's amazing that you can pull that off with just two tracks. You don't have enough to keep people coming back. So that's impressive for starters, but I'm just, I've listened to probably – Oh, God, like the one big mixed genre list right now, last time I checked last night, was like over 180 tracks on it. Oof. So yeah, if you yeah. if you do the math of just three minutes, which is a kind of a conservative estimate, just average three-minute runtime, you're over 10 hours already of total runtime on that playlist.
3: That's what I'm saying. I respect what you're doing. That's why I said it from the jump, because I've done those submission-type tweets before and made a playlist. I already know. Like I've listened – And and it's kind of it's it's crazy because it's so oversaturated like there's a lot of people who don't know what they're doing and just putting stuff out there with respect to them because you are putting stuff out there and that is the hardest thing to do to put yourself out there first and consistently but on the other hand there's also artists that are so like uh, conservative with their music and they have fire that they're not putting out enough for a fan base to really become a dedicated fan base. So it's like, it's crazy, because I'll, I'll see a talent on Twitter, like one day, I was scrolling through it, and I saw at least 15 artists that were fired. The videos, like some of the videos were phenomenal quality, and they only had 10 likes and one retweet. And I would retweet it, and I would literally comment, it's absolutely absurd that I am the second retweet in six hours. And the person would comment, retweet it, and be like, thank you so much. And I'm like, bro, I actually watched this. Like, I'm not just scrolling and and, like I actually watch all y'all' shit. Like there's there's so many of y'all that are talented. It's actually blasphemous.
0: I know, And like when you're doing all the submissions, you have to listen to the whole track because you it's don't sad. want like you don't want to balance and like get give them a ding in the algorithm when you're trying to help them. So you've yeah. got to listen to the whole track, and you've got to usually listen to two or three tracks from that artist because I've been once I started like for the first few days, I was just doing the one list, a big mixed genre one but it got started growing up really quickly and with multiple different genres represented. So I started branching off and doing additional genre specific ones. There's now six of them all together. Um, like one of them, the hip hop ones like got over a hundred songs on it already. And, but like usually just one artist per on the big mixed genre one, because I didn't want to get it too loaded up with too many right, right. of one person, but like, and that's like over 180 now on that one, one track per artist. That's wow. But um, it's, it's, I'm still blown away by how it's, how it's gone, but on the genre specific ones i'll put like two artists two songs per artist on those just to kind of help build them up a little bit and and so you've got to listen to four or five tracks per
3: do you want me to connect you with another curator i know that's really doing the same thing and he's done a phenomenal job on twitter like he's got a big following if you'd like me to connect you with him
0: Hook me up. I'll, go just, I'll just go retweet his stuff. Just like drop me a link to him, and I'll go like follow him and just retweet the, what he's doing. Cause
3: okay, I'll, I'll show you the profile. Caviar Music. Can you see that? Caviar Music. Oh, it's a little blurry, but I bet I can find it. I'm a, I'll link it to you. I'll send it to your DM. But just tell him just tell him I recommended you to him, and you guys can talk because he's really done a great job with the two. I'm sure he has some amazing into- – Like he would probably be a really good interview as well now we're talking if you wanted
0: oh wow i just got cavi in there and it popped up i'm already following him oh yes i know this i know this account okay yeah i've been following him for a while with some and i will regularly go and like he'll he'll like uh request people to drop their spotify links in a post of his and i'll just go into his post and I just go in and retweet every one of the artists in there just uh, from my one find new That's artist sweet. account. I just go in there. I, I don't talk to. I don't, I don't try to get gain anything in game. Ed, I don't anything. I just go in and just retweet every one of them just to help them out. That's sweet. I, I do that. I, I try to find some of those posts like that that have like at least like 30 or 40 people that have replied to, you know, to drop a link. Because, uh, you know, you can see how many comments have been left right there under the post. So, I look and I'll find some that have got multiples, and I'll just go in there and I'll retweet the main one so that other people will see that and be able to drop their links. Mm-hmm. And then I'll just go in and retweet like every artist that submitted already. Just because I just love putting on pe- putting people on. And if, if nice. three people, Sweet. if three people wind up listening to their song, if one person winds up listening to their track because of a retweet I did, it was worth it. Exactly. I actually tweeted this
3: morning every single day, I send one of my friend, my artist friends who make music, I send one of their profiles to one of my regular friends who would like it because whether they know it or not, they gain that day.
0: Yep. Uh, Every day across multiple accounts, I do at least probably 200 retweets.
3: I believe it. I believe it with the way you're on there. I believe that. And I know I know for a fact because I dropped my link and uh, it took you a little bit to get to it, but I know for a fact you were busy. Like
0: <laughs> Yeah, well that that one account I'd like kinda of- forgot that I posted that open call on that on that one account. And yeah. it was like, I didn't go there for like a whole day. I didn't, I, for, I just yeah, like I I that I never even logged that. into that account for a, day, a whole day. And when I got on the next day, it had blown up. And I'm like, oh my God, it took me three days to go through all this. Actually, I'm not done with them yet. There's still submissions on that post, on that one tweet that I still haven't gotten to. I was working through a few of them right, not long before we got on the call here.
3: Yeah, no, i I believe it I'm like that's why I haven't done them so often because they're very time consuming and right now I'm trying to work on music but i I would love to do that it's just like respect to you because it is a big commitment
0: it is and i'm I'm about to kind of slow that down the the idea was there I was not wanting to be very discriminative on that I wanted to just try to give everybody a shot to get on the playlist and kind of get some exposure there was gonna be some really fire tracks on there there's gonna be some that weren't that great and there was a couple that was just like no i can't put that on there man (laughs) and i didn't tell them that i wasn't gonna uh you know try to make them feel bad or anything i just kind of passed i just i passed over quietly because it's like yeah i just it is what it is
3: it is what it is though i mean like it's part of the process i mean you can't be hurt by it it's just it is the 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 one thing that does upset me though is like not all curators are like you and rap in a rap or caviar music A lot of curators are just out here for money. Like they bought a big playlist and they're really just trying to make money. So they're going to charge everybody the same thing. And, you know, I'll message some sometimes and be like, you know, like you guys put like big music, big artists on these on these playlists to pull people in. But like when you know, like a song is really good or something and you're you're the one DMing me like you found me and DM me. Hey, your music is really fire. I'd love to have you on my playlist. Why don't you ever put it on for free? because good music is good music that's the point of the playlist like why like right you charge people that are like on the board or whatever but if you're going in dming people that you really like their music why are you charging i guess i understand to make money but like i also think the playlist overall that's what the purpose is to share good music
0: i'm not gonna knock anybody that wants to make money off their playlist like that but i I, personally i I wouldn't do that that playlist or just something I, i would just help people out with that's just just as a as a good faith. And the same thing we're talking
3: about long distance wise, if you do say, for example, you have a big platform and you end up really liking me and you're like, Oh mate, like Pally, I really think has the potential to go somewhere. Say you put me on those playlists. Like my friend did at the beginning. Say you put me on those playlists and then I end up getting super far. That only helps you in the long run. You help build that artist. Now, like my brand is tied to yours. Now you're pulling in people with that. Like if you really help promote good music, Rather than just making the 25 bucks for the day and going and getting two Gs.
0: Absolutely. I was I I lost train of my thought a while ago. What I was g- going with the uh thing about I was gonna I'm gonna start like probably this coming week, and I'm going to quit taking new submissions temporarily for that playlist or for those mm-hmm. playlists. And I'm going to let them ride kind of how they are. And I'm still p- promoting the playlists externally, like to my f- my Facebook f- friends and stuff and you know, other Instagram accounts and Twitter accounts just to try to get more people that aren't musicians to come in and listen to it. But I'm going to quit promoting it for artist submissions for a while because I'm going to start – it's going to take me a while to do this is why. i <laughs> yeah, you have I'm to. Gonna you go, have I'm going to go – It's, so,
3: it's over-saturated. You want your You want your playlist to be quality and what you want right, it to be. Right. So – you're going to create that once you've got a nice nice like little bass with this one you see how it's doing then you'll be able to it takes songs out and in, depending on what's going on and add new artists like if you got to you can't just keep it open forever otherwise you'll never stop <laughs> well,
0: well the idea is for the next phase of this is to go in and i'm going to go through the ones i have now and i'm going to do like the top like a top 20 or a top 50 or something like that. I'm, I'm going to try to, I don't want to do 50. I want to kind of keep it lower than that. I'm mainly because I don't want to have to keep track. Like, let's, let's compromise. How about 30? All right. Pally, Pally just said it, y'all. Y'all hurting. Top 30. <laughs> <laughs> we're going to do a, let's just do a top 33. 33. I like it. <laughs> 33. Three is my number anyway, man. That's my lucky number. My, my the, the ship that I was on when I was na- in the Navy was LPH-3. Like, there's like – Oh, you were in the Navy? Th- yeah, a long time ago. But th- um, there's been numerous spots in my life where the number three has played a significant role. So that's no, kind of like my sure. n- my
3: my number is three. So 33 works perfectly, man. <laughs> I feel that. Hell yeah. I yeah. not my number is. I guess 11-11. I, guess I don't know. I made that my number. I don't know.
0: That's one of your fire tracks on your Spotify.
3: I know that much. I remember seeing it.
0: That's my top one. The girl that it's sang that right now,
3: huh? Yeah, that's my most popular one right now. It's like a slow folk song with a female singer. She, she's a great vocalist. She uh went to my high school. She's never dropped a song before. There's so many talented artists like that. But I I moved back to Atlanta, I said, get your ass in my studio. I brought her over here. I wrote the lyrics the same way I did for Lonely. And 1111 11 is like a dialogue back and forth between the guy and girl. It's like bittersweet love. And she killed her part. But like that song, like she never dropped a song either. Like there's so many fire, fire artists out there that like just don't know the process of making music and stuff like that. But if you help them, they can create some gold. Clizgad, is that how you pronounce her? Clizgad, yep. Yeah.
0: I'm looking at the credits
3: on that song right now. She's a fin- she doesn't have a profile or anything. She's never dropped music. She just does like little Facebook covers, acoustic, does little shows and stuff. But this is her first song, and I've been sending her the updates because it's just been that song has been clicking onto the algorithm. Like Brisbane and Australia have been bumping 11 like no other. So oh, I've been wow. showing her. She's been so excited. And like people have messaged me and I said, hey, if you want to message the girl, two years her. So now she's getting a few messages, and she's like, this is crazy. And I'm like, it's just <laughs> the beginning. You have, you have ridiculous talent. It's just the beginning if you keep working. It goes back to what we were talking about earlier. You
0: were saying that you kind of like put the music out first and then the brand came later. And when you were watching the other guy that had started with the brand and then she's starting, she's got a brand going, man. She is branding like crazy right now. So when she does start popping and really dropping music, it's
3: going to catch fire quick. That's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. Now, features are amazing. Features really can do so much if you do them correctly, guys. Well, I'm trying to get a lot of my guys in like,
0: you know, like I'm in a rock band it was a hard rock heavy metal band, and um, I'm trying to talk to like a, more people in that genre to start doing that. It's like you see all these like hip-hop artists do it with each other all the time. There are a lot of hip hop and pop artists are collaborating all the time. Now you've even got a lot of hip hop and country artists collaborating all the time. That's mainly because today hip hop is the Dominant genre in the in the entire industry, so everybody wants to try to capitalize on that. But I mean, we can collaborate with hip hop artists easily. I mean, hell, Aerosmith did it in the '80s with Run Oh DRC. yeah, even
3: Jay Z, Jay Z, Lincoln Park, they dropped a whole album and it was fire.
0: Oh yeah, and um, Puff Daddy and. Uh, um, yeah
3: Jimmy, I, page I personally Matthew i want to do i want to do all kinds of music so i want to work with instrumentalists i want to work with jazz bands i want to work with rock bands i want to i want to have music in every genre by the time i'm gone
0: yeah we need to work we need to touch base later we need to try to work on a collab
3: let's do it i'm, I'm telling you like i'll i will do any type of music i can and I don't like this is, uh, the reason I say I can do any type of music is because I spent so long crafting myself and understanding myself. I now know how to manipulate myself within those different styles and give you like, give you chill heart pally or give you hard edge rapper pally, like whatever you want. So you I do I any style, but it's still you. I, exactly. I, I
0: appreciate that. You, you can bring exactly. your own personal flavor to whatever style you happen to be working on, man.
3: Exactly, And a lot of people used to tell me when I first started, they're like, oh, you're in the niche, you're in that like sad boy type niche. And I was like, no, I'm not in that niche. I'm just not good enough yet for you to see the full vision.
0: So that may be where I'm sitting for now, but I'm not staying there.
3: (laughs) I am saying I sat, I sat in that niche and then just kept widening it, widening it. And now I'm in a few different genres. So now it's like a different box niche. So now people are like, I can't categorize you so i just got to keep going until until like i mean i really respect drake and his artistry for what he's done there he's molded with the times beautifully like whether people whether you do the same thing or not people are going to hate so oh, might so people well oh hate hate exactly so you might as well just do whatever you want and like i mean like do it for the art like not whatever you want like obviously with a professional craft in mind but do it for the art and it will it'll it'll connect to who it's supposed to connect to
0: i i always always tell people do you, you do what you, you make the music you want to hear
1: exactly.
0: don't make don't try to make it for whatever market you think might exactly. sell you make the music you want to hear for yourself and another two, great a year yeah, or two from now great. you what you want to hear is going to be different so what you're creating is going to be different and that's exactly. just a natural progression if you're a true
3: creative exactly you don't ride waves you make them exactly. but uh, there was one kid who messaged me I'm not gonna say names but this is all for you young artists out there He's got talent. He's got a great voice. And uh, he sent me a song and I messaged him and I was like, bro, so what is this line about you being in a mansion with a Lamborghini and like, and 15 models sucking your dick and a bunch of random ass shit, right? And he was like, oh, well, I'm just trying to fit into the culture. I'm gonna be like, look, people that are actually living that lifestyle are not going to listen to a 14 year old freshman at high school lying about it. And your friends are going to know it's fake. So.
0: Fake it till you make it doesn't work, man
3: exactly you got it like you can if like you just have to be able to mold it in the way that's you and, and that's we why, circle back to authenticity again yep and that's, that's why like, and that's why when logic first started a lot of people called him corny if you li- like i took down a lot of my older music on soundcloud because it's just not representative of the brand anymore i was just free sound figuring stuff out but if you listen to it there's like there's bars in there but they're corny like i don't know how to like like it was like uh, I was talking. There's a love song. I was like, "You better skedaddle before I pop you with a paddle, ping pong, king pong master." Got a plaster to the wall. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I hope you save those though. Still, no, they're private now. But when I get you know, big, you still you still have copies of them though, right? Yes, for sure. Yeah. When I get big, when I get big, I'm gonna unprivate all of them and be like, "Look, I was
3: thinking this is where I started." So. <laughs>
0: You'll have that to look back on later, like um, exactly.
3: exactly. But for but for right now, because my brand is up and running and I'm dropping such fire, yeah. I don't want I don't want any weak content to throw throw people off.
0: Exactly, that makes perfect sense, man. But but yeah, you that that'll be great to see at some point where you down the road where you you drop would, some of those. Say, here this was some of my early works, guys. If y'all think y'all are struggling right now, y'all aren't y'all don't.
3: You know, you don't know how, what to write about. we not. Like, like listen, they, was, they were listen, clever. Listen. Like, like w- the way I was tying the words, they were clever. But it was just so, like, what are you talking about?
0: It doesn't really make sense in the end. Yeah, I like, get. Yeah. Yeah, like, I'm like, not a nurse at
3: all, like, man. It does, but like the only kids you can relate to it were like kids, like because it's just like what. <laughs>
0: <laughs> like I've written a few songs, ly- you know, lyrics for songs a, a lot. I'm mostly an instrumentalist myself, but. Every once in a while, I'll have a concept come to mind, and it like a couple months ago, I had one, and it it just all seemed to click, and it popped into my head, and in like 10 minutes, I had a whole song written down on paper, and That's it was just good. Fire. but and I've done that two or three times total, but usually, I sit down with an idea, try to work up lyrics and stuff, and... I hit a wall and I come back to it later and it just doesn't seem to flow. And I wind up abandoning it. And I've got probably 15, 20 songs running around here. that are half to two thirds complete. And I never got them finished because I just kind of ran out of steam on that track. And I've yeah. only ever written enough lyrics for about three full lyrics for about three or four songs and never recorded any of those yet. I've still got them around here in in the can, you know, in case I circle back to them at some point,
3: never know. Well, let, let me give you a little bit of a, uh, another little tip that uh, so that singer who called me I, I'm getting him on a song and he wrote a little verse for me and here are the lyrics cause you got me real scared I'm in this dark place ain't fair I need someone to help me out feels like no one really cares cause no one really cares till you made it out this lair so those are good flow he's got a good voice and like if you have a good sound that's usually like what people start with but the lyrics are a little bit basic like this so I said let's take out cause you got me real scared let's take out I need someone to help me out let's take out cause no one really cares so now, so now it's like I'm in this dark place ain't fair lit up like flares until I make it out of this lair. you know what I mean like give all your words value because when you're first writing, there'll be a lot of filler phrases that you don't even yep. notice like yep. you, you see what I'm saying And uh-huh. all it really is is just going back and and tweaking them to all the words have value and then now now it's compact. yep that's. That's just a little writing tip that helped me a lot. Like I used to like, because pe- kids I know want to write and then get in the studio, but make sure you're going through your lyrics and seeing what the purpose of each line is and what words are really valuable or what you're just saying. Cause those are the ones that are going to tell you, say make people say, wow, this kid is on top of his shit or this kid has potential. And as you're going through it, pick out which words are the money words, which ones
0: that are like, they are the ones you want to emphasize in that line and, and be sure to, put the emphasis on that you don't want to put the emphasis on the or and you want to put it on on the word that's you're wanting to focus on right and that same principle applies to any sort of writing I mean I, if you're 100%. writing blog articles the same thing happens you'll go through write a bunch of crap and you'll go back and be like I can x out like half of this and you get the same message across right and, in in words. And,
3: uh, and that's really just professionalism like the more experience you do it the more rounded and shaped it is so, so it's just always a good thing to think about.
0: Like comedians are really, like really, the good comedians. I, I'm, I'm a huge fan of comedy, by the way, a stand-up comedy. I can tell. Always have been. I'm, I reference that a lot. But, and my, my brother actually does a comedy podcast too. So it's, it's, Ooh, it's in our, it's in our blood. It's in the family. But, um, and he's, he's starting to do some stand-up. He was starting to do some open mics and stuff over there. He lives in Hawaii now, but he was starting to do some open mics around there and. Uh, is kind of like unable to do that right now. So he's pop getting his like own comedy career started is taking, you know, a little bit of a hit and it's been postponed for a little while, but oh it'll be all good in the long run. But long story short, um, comics, the good ones do that a lot. They'll, when you, by the time you see their special on Netflix, they've done that same routine. Yeah. Probably a hundred times when they've yeah. been doing club shows and they've been touring and all this other stuff. So, And so they've been polishing that and they've trimmed the fat out of it. They, they've tuned it down to where it's just the stuff that's going to have an impact. There's no fluff. There's no filler. There's no nonsense. It's all straight hard hitting to the point.
3: And, and you're touching on another beautiful point, performances and videos, all that stuff is the same. Like, uh, you might check them out after, but my first, two, I only have two videos. Lonely was the first song I blew up on, or not blew up, but got some exposure. Right. And then uh, I did a video for it like eight months later. And it wasn't a bad video, but because it was my first video, you could tell I'm a little bit like tight, like the older song. So I didn't like show out as much. You can't tell my personality. It looks a little bit stiff. Like there's some good, it's a good song, but it looks a little stiff and not lost. The one you were watching at the beginning, it's a lot more open. Like there's still some parts are like a little edgy. I, I think I could have moved better. But it's a lot. It's a lot more open. This next video I just finished last night editing. Man, it looks so much more fluid, and like I look like I own the shit rather than like I'm in it. You know what I mean? Yeah,
0: I do. And, it's really, and the you, same you, thing you, with performances. Like your movements just project confidence because you're like you're more confident in yourself, and you and it shows.
3: Yeah, and and even doing shows when I was first doing them, like I was jumping around and excited, but sometimes I would jump too high and then have to take a balance step and then come back. This, you know what I mean? Whereas now it's sort of like like I'm gliding. It feels more like I'm smooth. So it's it's like you said, you just got to keep trimming the fat and stuff, and just as long as you keep putting yourself out there and you keep working at it, it's gonna happen.
0: Yep, as long as you're producing something that that's even a little bit above mediocre. I mean, it doesn't, you don't have to be the greatest thing in the world. That's like, I don't, I'll never be the greatest guitar player in the world. I know this and I'm perfectly fine with that. I'm the most okayest guitar player you'll see, but, <laughs> but I'm going to have fun with it. And when I, when I do eventually get on the stage, that's, it's all going to be just about having fun with it. I want to just be there and experience it and interact with the
3: audience. man. Exactly. Exactly. I'm not trying to be the best singer ever. I know I'm not going to be the best singer ever, but I am going to be a dope ass artist. So
0: absolutely, man. You, you, all
3: you can do, all you can be, is the best you you can be. Exactly, and just keep crafting it. That's why I've been authenticity. I I always like the authenticity versus the gimmick. But I'm not going to knock anybody because to make it up there is still a feat in itself. Absolutely, and even if you make it for a minute
0: and it falls off. You made it for that minute, so you can for, always for come back you, and do it again. Exactly. For what you did, you got the result that you put in. So, and There's been examples of people that have tried to do something, and they were kind of inauthentic, and they kind of popped for a minute and faded, and then they kind of regrouped and did it again, and it worked that time. A big example of that is Kid Rock. In know, the, I, 80, I, in the 80s, that. he was trying to be a straight hip-hop rapper. He was trying to be the next, like, Vanilla Ice almost, and he kind of got a little bit of exposure for a little while, and it just fell apart quickly because it just wasn't him. He it, he wasn't the Vanilla Ice, L.A., top-down, you know, cool cat. He was more of the, like, kind of a mixture between – a. He, he was from Detroit, of course, so he's kind of like – Detroit is it's a mixture of, like, hip-hop and – like old classic rock and roll like motor city versus motown and so he he kind of realized that that is me he's very representative of that city in and, and his own personality so he finally figured that out and learned how to really meld the hip hop and the rock stuff. sounds together and was authentic authentic to himself and that's when he took when he caught fire
3: 100% See, you you already know and uh crap i had a good point to add i always <laughs> do that <laughs> Oh man, well oh, another good one is ASAP Rocky. Most people don't know this because they love his sound now and how he's got like that dark like trippy feel or whatever the engineering. He came out six different times with six completely different styles and the first five flopped and they're not up now. you can't find them. They came with different names and like it was like sounded totally different. You can't find them now, but when that sixth one hit,
0: I can schedule a couple more examples, post Malone.
3: He was a comedy singer, man. Those first videos were crazy. I was like, "What the heck?" Yeah, that's he, why. That's why. Like, I was laughing at mine and saying mine were corny, but Post Malone the same way. Like, I was just like he crafted it, and now he's a boss.
0: Yeah, he, he regrouped and came back stronger. Um, um, let's go way back to one that you might not be that familiar with is uh, Pantera. Uh, you? Even, they of they, M- they M- haven't M- even. Yeah. Well. Two of the original members are dead now. One of them's been dead for almost 20 years. The other one, his, his brother died like two years ago. Um, in the mid-80s, when like Don Bagdero, their guitar player, was actually still in high school, they, they cut their first album with a different lead singer, and they were full-on glam rock dude i mean with the like leopard print pants and the bandanas and the whole like just gay as hell man that that total 80s glam gay la metal that's kind of what they look like you know and uh their sound was that had the guy with the really high-pitched like almost effeminate kind of sounding yeah. voice and um real androgynous looking and and <laughs> It's like, wow, and it just did not fly. You can still go find a couple of those songs on YouTube, and it's like, oh my god, that's Pantera, because nobody even knows them by that. And they were under a different name at first, and then they started using the name Pantera with that sound, and it didn't work. They fired that singer, and they got got, a guy, Phil, who wound up being their singer for the rest of the time they were a band, Um, and they completely revamped their sound, and now they're like, icons of the of that genre so
3: that's what i'm saying like it like everyone starts somewhere especially those authentic ones that become legends they start somewhere and learn how to meld themselves into it but it's just in this era of overpopulation and like things flying up so quickly it's easy to get distracted like that but like like you're saying if you want to create a legacy you have to build the base for it
0: yep and all those examples we just talked to they all did the same thing they were all trying to just they wanted to pop, and they were looking at the trends and following the trends of the time and trying to to create what they thought people would want. And when yeah. they just regrouped and did their own thing, that's when they took off. They became authentic to themselves and started creating from the heart, from their soul. And that's when they popped. So don't follow the gimmicks. Like you said, don't, ri- don't uh, ri- ride the waves and make them. I, I love that line.
3: Appreciate that.
0: Oh, Appreciate wow, we've been on here for like a, an hour and 45 minutes now. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I noticed. That's kind of crazy. This is like two episodes in a row now that I've recorded that were like over an hour and a half. and My longest one before that was like 40 some minutes. So that's kind of crazy. It's kind of You controlled. get more cool.
3: sauce.
0: Yeah, I guess I'm just like kind of finding my groove a little bit. And I've got some good, art, good artists on and we're just, man, we're vibing, dude.
3: For sure. <laughs> I mean, for sure. I can give out sauce all day.
0: Check something real quick. Um, <laughs> yeah, I'm already late for my next one. Actually, I was supposed to start at two. I haven't heard from him. Oops. I'll have to reschedule. <laughs> I I had a I was supposed to do two, um record two episodes today with you and, and another artist, and that one was supposed to start at half an hour ago. So.
3: <laughs> Sorry.
0: I don't it's all right I mean we're all we're all doing the same things it's all good much. I haven't I haven't heard from him I probably forgot about it too I just had to check my calendar I was like wait a minute when was I supposed to start yeah. <laughs> oh well well man this has been a great hang but I think we probably ought to call it an hour and 45 minutes right now
3: yeah it sounds sounds good to me I appreciate you having me
0: Man, Pally Ray, I appreciate you coming on, man. It was a great, great hang, and you dropped some serious knowledge on people. Um, For having basically 18 months' real experience actually in the trenches, that's that's powerful, man.
3: I appreciate it just trying to give back because there is enough for all of us out there, like you said. And uh, I guess to close, make sure you stream Bloody Waters and Dynamic Access. They're on all apps now. Also dropping five stars next with the video if the streams run up quick enough. So make sure to go check that out, guys. P a l l y r a y on all apps.
0: you awesome dude. Take care, man. We'll talk to you soon. All right, appreciate you, Bill. Thank you for listening to another episode of the Autonomy Talent Podcast. We greatly appreciate you taking the time to listen, and I hope you found a few things you could take away from it. Be sure to subscribe and follow us wherever. You happen to hang out on social media. We're all over the place. Just look up Autonomy Talent on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, YouTube, LinkedIn. You name it, we're probably there. So until next time, be sure to always live intentionally. And now as promised, here's Bloody Waters by Pally Ray it's
1: Pally Ray. Signing no papers till after the money. I ain't got time if you don't already love me. I fucked on your bitch and she still didn't say nothing. I'm over the bridge with the water, I'm bloody. These places, these faces keep calling me buddy. Resealing the packet, stay fresh like the sunny. I'm saving the blood until after the bounty. Until my fingers blue and my pockets green. Dean pockets black, my
2: fingers green. I've been chilling with my homies, sipping too much like a fiend.
1: Sipping too much like a fiend Don't tell me what I like, I got what you need Don't step in the ring if you can't bend the fight. I'ma keep burning all night with no lighter Carry the torch, I'm obsessed, no Mariah your blows with my war train pariah black the black Mercedes, like Jack with a blade I'm chopping the trees cause I don't need shade. But I need that lead for me to see straight I'll admit I'm flawed but that's why I'm not People will gossip and people will talk But nothing will come of it till you on top I'm loading the bullets, take multiple shots My face too clean, I can't get caught up Signing no papers till after the money I ain't got time if you don't already love me, i Walked on your bitch and she still didn't say nothing. I'm over the bridge with the water I'm bloody. New places, these faces keep calling me, buddy. We're sealin' the packets, stay fresh like the sunny I'm saving the blunt until after the bounty, until my fingers blue and my pockets green.
2: Jean pockets black, my fingers green. I've been chilling with my homie sipping too much like a fiend. Sipping too much like a
1: fiend. Don't tell me what I lack, like, I got what you need. I got what you need. Sipping too much like a fiend, I got what you need. Don't tell me what I lack, like, I. And signing no papers till after the money Quit talking in circles, trying break in my circle I keep my shit straight, I can see you when you out of line The on it's over when it's over It going forever, don't say that it's over She asking for closure, I keep my composure Keep pumping like Broder, you know that you're mine we out of time, yeah Back to the balls and the business, we on fuck infinity I'm gon' be on Start writing the lyrics, I'm coming off top And all of my songs to the bomb the same ones who died it back in my DMs You know who your motherfuckers are Come along for the ride, it don't really even matter I was always finna be a star And signing no papers till after the money I ain't got time if you don't already love me I fucked on your bitch and she still didn't say nothing I'm over the bridge with the water, I'm bloody These places, these faces keep calling me buddy We're sealing the pack and stay fresh like the sunny. I'm saving the blunt until after the bounty Until my fingers blue and my pockets green Jean pockets black, my fingers
2: green I've been chilling with my homies, sipping too much like a fiend Sipping too much like a fiend. Don't
1: tell me what I like, I got what you need. I'm rolling the paper. I'm puffing the greens. Sparking it up with the embers of rose from living my life however I please. I'm opening doors just to close them. Signing no papers till after the money I ain't got time if you don't already love me I fucked on your bitches, she still didn't say nothing I'm over the bridge with the water and bloody These places, these faces keep calling me buddy We're stealing the packets, stay fresh like the shiny. I'm saving the blunt until after the bounty Until my fingers blue and my pockets green Clean pockets black, my fingers green I've
2: been chilling with my homies, sipping too much like a fiend